So emotions are really hard. I spent a lot of the talks that I do on here focusing on the process of detachment. And I've been studying detachment through my spiritual practice and through scientific study for a long time because it's something that's so fascinating to me. And I find that I see people who are really, really good at it. And they have no Buddhist background. They have no formal yoga practice. Oftentimes, these folks tend to be male or masculine presenting. Um, But I find that there is a way that folks can really detach in a way that I cannot. And I say this to set the scene or the platform as to what I wanted to talk about today, which was, is there a logical way to process emotion? And I know maybe off of that question, one might just say to themselves, yes, obviously, right? Like there are people who are logical and compartmentalized. But I heard something recently listening to a talk. And this talk basically emphasized the idea that you are not your emotions, but more in the context of biology, So the thing that was said that stood out to me intensely was that the brain is always perceiving the state of the body. At any moment in time, the brain is understanding and responding to its physical environment. And so that essentially is all that emotions are. Emotions are the understanding that the brain kind of deduces from its physical state. And maybe that immediately hits for some of you guys, but for me, that was still a lot for me to wrap my head around because I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, what does that mean that the brain is reacting to my physical body? What does my physical body have to do with my emotions? And then it occurred to me, anytime I am on the brink of any kind of spiral or meltdown or just a hard emotion, maybe I'm about to cry or something like that, there is usually some sort of physical or something in my current reality that is causing me to have a physical reaction. For example, I find that I am the lowest states of energy and emotion in the morning if I have not had anything to drink or eat. I am not an early riser naturally, or rather I am an early riser, but I'm not happy as I rise in the morning. I often find in the middle of the day, if I go too long without eating or drinking, I'm a little bit crabbier. And so just very plainly, my brain becomes dehydrated because I haven't had water and I'm hungry and I become cranky. And that can be the foreground to me having a bad reaction to something that someone says to me. And then that in turn causes a kind of domino effect on the emotions that I feel. And that's just a simple example of how the body having a certain experience like malnutrition can snowball into emotions being present that may not have maybe been triggered otherwise. The other thing that I think about is the nature of fear. And that is also something that was talked about in the the talk I was listening to, which was if you see a snake, if you see a snake, 
your adrenaline starts rushing because there's possible danger. And the process that happens, and it's obviously a little bit more seamless than how I'm describing, is the brain senses possible danger, adrenaline rushes, and then you get into a state of anxiety or fear. And so in this way, that, I don't know, to me, it feels like a eureka moment to understand that any emotion that you feel is the body's assessment of hormones and reacting to your physical environment. I guess a more positive example would be happiness. You just got a raise or maybe you're seeing someone that you love that you haven't seen in a while and the physical response to news like that or to having that experience you're releasing oxytocin if you're able to physically touch the person that you miss or maybe you understand that because you got the raise there's more sustenance there's more stability and that gives you a sense of calm or a sense of euphoria maybe dopamine or serotonin increases and that is what we understand to be happiness And the reason why I put so much emphasis on these examples of what we see or what we experience in our physical realities relating to our emotion is because it then emphasizes the importance of being able to recognize what we are experiencing in our current reality at all times in every moment, but in the moment. Imagine what power we would have over the state of our minds and our emotions if we were conscious and aware of what we were experiencing at all times. And all this does to me is emphasize the importance of meditation and stillness and mindfulness. Because there are times where I find that I cannot catch my own emotions because I am not in my physical body. I have a really... A good example of this, and it's kind of maybe controversial for those who don't smoke, but I am a I am a smoker. It's not uh you know regular. I'm giving I'm giving the uh I'm giving the disclaimer because there is some part of me that cares what people think. Um, but ultimately, it's just something that I do casually. But I find every now and then, and this is part of why I do it casually, that if I get a little bit too high that I become paranoid and I let the snowball effects of any paranoid thought come in and I will have panic attacks to the point where I feel like I cannot breathe. And I know that my body is working properly. I know that air is getting to my lungs, but there was a moment in my mind where I believe that there is not enough air coming into my lungs and that there is a possibility that I could die in that moment, right? But there is something that happens, and I'm way better at regulating this now, where I have to consciously recognize the air flowing into my nose, into my throat, into my chest, into my belly, not into my belly, because we know that's not literally how it works. But I notice that pattern of breath. And then I talk myself down by remembering that I am okay because I am still breathing and there is enough air. And if I do that for long enough, then I can recognize, okay, I've had enough air for about a minute now. I'm still here. I'm okay. And sometimes that process doesn't work. Sometimes my heart is beating really fast and then I am not able to really ground down. And I think obviously nothing is really foolproof, but I think if we can really concentrate on or rather focus on 
methods that can bring us down and strengthening the muscle of gaining that awareness in the body, then we can really live fruitful lives where we're not consumed by our emotions. And I also feel like if we focus on our breath, if we take if we find ways, rather, if we find ways to process our physical states of being, if we find ways to healthily regulate those things, and those things can be regulated by diet, by exercise, by journaling. It's so interesting how we have all these tools, but we don't always understand the ways in which we need to use them to make it meaningful. We have all these ways of trying to regulate the body, but we don't understand how crucial it is to regulate the body because as we regulate and even out and balance the the experiences the body has or just become aware of them so that we can get a grip on that, how beneficial it will be to not letting our emotions run our existence. And don't get me wrong, I think emotions are really meaningful and telling and I'm Uh, I'm into astrology, so being a cancer, um, having my emotions is part of how I identify. um, and, And I find pride in that. But I think anything to the extreme is dangerous. And I think that letting your emotions go so intensely that you cannot experience any sense of detachment from your reality, from your environment, it takes away from the experience of living. Um. Emotions show us that we are alive, but if we let them run too much, then we don't, we lose the idea and the fact that we are the observer. We lose the fact and the idea that we are not our bodies, that we are souls, and that we are spirits, in my personal belief, having a physical experience. And so I just, I urge you to just try your best to take a moment or take many moments throughout the day to recognize what is happening in the body. Recognize the sensations that you feel. Recognize the pace of your heart. Recognize the beauty and the pleasure that it is to breathe and to exist and to see the trees or see your steering wheel or feel your feet on the ground. As these things add up, they snowball into greater capacities to have a meaningful quality of life. I hope that you guys have a wonderful day or evening or whenever you are listening to this. Peace and love as always. Bye.